welcome to Casual Babble. Hey, it's your boy, BC Babble. This conversation could get a little Now, weird. I'm not trying to say that I'm a nerd, but we are definitely about to get our nerd on. So, this is Casual Babble. Whew. Well, hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome back to Casual Babble. It's BC Babbles, and today I'm joined by one of my new co-workers at a recently acquired job. Welcome to the studio, Mr. Logan Terry. Thank How you, you doing? I'm great. It's a, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. It is a beautiful Sunday. Thank you for joining me on a Sunday. Not everyone's cup of tea for 10 o'clock in the morning, even though due to a technical issue, it's now 1023. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I'm a morning person, so I wanted to, you know, knock it out. It's not everyone's thing. How Have you always been super morning person or was that like a adult, I need to change my mindset kind of thing? No, yeah. In college, um, my friends would call me kind of like the grandpa of the group. I would go to bed <laughs> at like 1130 at night, even if there was a party or whatever. They think just, 1130 is like a grandpa time to go to bed? For a college kid, I feel like that's a grandpa time. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose, but no, I think oh, 11.30. That's, I would have been a grandpa too because that that's going to have to be a hard few moments of contemplation for me. Yep. yep. Like, okay. But let's delve into you real quick. So currently, Town Square Interactive, you are market, digital market, market digital marketing specialist. Yes. Um, you sit far away from me, though you do tend to make your way over to my side of the room I to do. try out a little bit of uh, uh, putt-putt in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good stress reliever for sure. <laughs> I like it. What would you say, is that your best stress reliever at work, considering the nature of our current job, or would you say there are other ways you would would you like to try out for stress relief? Um, I would say... I would say the uh, the hot girl walks, as as people call them, are the, are <laughs> the, the number one. The hot girl one. walks. Yeah. Um, I would say that's number one. And then uh, second would be definitely put, doing some putting. Is that a thing that takes place like in the office or do you all go somewhere to observe this occurrence? No. Usually the, the hot girl walk uh, occurs one lap around the building. Gotcha. One lap around the building. Yes. Dang. Okay. Is that like every floor or like, whoa? No, no, no. Like, like outside. <laughs> like outside. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of the hot girl walk. Okay. Good to know. Yep. So what initially brought you to town square? So I was at a door to door sales job yeah. um, over the summer last year when I first moved to North Carolina. Um, probably the worst job I ever had. It was hot. Mm -hmm. We were walking three to four miles a day. Mm -hmm. Um, just exhausting. And honestly, like the pay wasn't good. It was just bad overall. Um, and I knew what I wanted to do eventually, which was digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like when I saw this, I knew it was going to be kind of an entry to that position where it wasn't going to be exactly the most in-depth kind of marketing, but, yeah. um, at least it was closer to what I wanted to do. Um, I met a bunch of people that worked there before and I was like, wow, everyone here is super cool. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that's a big part of this company. And so I applied, took my interviews and uh, was hired in November. Nice. Now, how were your interviews ha handled out since you were, we were still kind of in pandemic territory at the time? Did you end up doing one of those two hour long virtual um, open house things or no? No, I never went to one of the open houses. I just had three separate interviews mm. um, like over Zoom or, or Teams or Teams, like I think that. it probably yeah. was, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I came in when we were the first new hire group to be trained in the office. Nice. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. November, was it really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, wait, did uh, my understanding was there was like a no, uh, barely any 
office presence until like February or, or March of this year. So did y'all like go home after that or did you, did you stay in the office? No, I've stayed in the office the entire time that I've worked here. Okay. So, gotcha. Um, so they were like kind of trickling y'all back yep. in at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. when I, when I first started, like once I hit the floor, there was 30 people there. It was like two people on my team and maybe like average of three people on other teams. Yeah. It was really dead. Now is marketing associated with your uh, degree? And I apologize. I think that I remember the acronyms for your school, WSCU, WCSU, CSU, close, close enough, close yeah. enough. Um, so talk about yeah, that marketing in relation to what you were doing at school and your school experience. So yeah, I was actually a digital marketing major. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed that throughout school. I was a part of um, this marketing club we had um, that was run by students that nice. would help like local businesses um, just to give us some practice yeah. um, and give them some free marketing. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, I wish I was that smart in college. I was not that smart. <laughs> there was a whole broadcasting club run by students, and I was like, really? Oh, no. I'm going to go try and make it an opera over here for three years, and I never went back. There you go. I never made an opera either, so, you know, <laughs> lessons learned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in college, I also ran my baseball team's social media accounts, mm-hmm. and as I told you before, I worked um, for a cologne company and was a marketing manager there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, was digital marketing, was that a, a concentration by itself or was that its own department? So that was a concentration. Okay. Um, marketing as a whole was the major. Okay, um, gotcha. With a concentration in digital marketing. Gotcha, gotcha. Why did I do that? <laughs> um, very cool. Yeah. Now, so you did the club, you were in the club that provided you kind of like legitimate, while still student, but like real life marketing opportunities there. Exactly. Now, did that also come with like different networking opportunities or opportunities to go to I don't know if you would have gone to like NAB type events with digital marketing or anything like that. So that the, it was called the agency, that marketing club I was a part of. Uh-huh. Um, and they had a separate portion that would have marketing events. Um, I was not part of the other portion. I just did the the work for it. Yeah. Um, so definitely could have done that, but mm-hmm. I was involved in a lot of stuff in college. Well, that's still good. So gotta, I got to limit it a little bit. Now you mentioned also that you um, worked as uh, gear for like uh, sports events. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I was our SAC president, which is our student athlete um, advisory committee. Mm-hmm. I was our SAC president my senior year. Um, so we did a lot with them. Um, worked with the AD and did some some marketing there as well. Very cool. So that was really fun. So moving into or preparing to transition from your School environments, which you had a combination of like kind of lectures, but also a bit of practical experience. Mm-hmm. What were your anticipations going into the pro world and how did the pro world either meet or completely counteract those expectations? Well, the good thing is that um, with that marketing manager job mm-hmm. um, at the Cologne Company, um, luckily it was almost like a real world job. Yeah. Um, it was part time because obviously I had, a, I had school and stuff like that, yeah. but it gave me an idea of what the work would be like. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty easy transition for me. Um, and I worked there for about two years. So that was, that was some really good experience. Nice. Now, uh, so manager for part time for two years. Uh, yeah. Marketing manager for part time for two years in college, junior and senior year. Um, 
I did that until about July of last year when I was when I moved down here. And then was the door-to-door position right after that? Yeah, after college. Unfortunately, not the ideal position uh-huh. or transition. So then you went and found yourself into uh, Town Square Interactive. Yes. After that, coming in November. Yes. Now, I feel like the office has a very particular vibe about it. It does. Now, comparatively to my other other offices that I've been in. A very unique one. Mm-hmm. What was your initial take on it? I honestly loved it. Um, I'm going to be honest. My first interaction with anyone at Town Square mm-hmm. was with my recruiter. Yeah. And she invited me to a bar crawl for Halloween. Oh, nice. So that was the first thing. <laughs> it's a good icebreaker. It's the first thing she said to me. And I was like, okay, this company is going to be fun. It's going to be fun for sure. And it's, I thought, I, I've only been there for a couple of months at this point, but it's been pretty fun so far as well. Yeah. So talk about your your current position. Your current position. Your I, I should say I guess your version of the experience. Since we both have a similar position. Yeah. You work for market clients. Mm-hmm. I work for national clients. Um, but talk about your experience. How it's catered to your um, particular desires for development as a professional. Yeah. And what kind of motion you'll think you'll look into for the future. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that you can do within our job. Um, I definitely do it different than I think it's supposed to be done. I <laughs> do really, you want to get into that? I can. If you I, think it won't get you in trouble. I mean, it's fine by me. Yeah. People know that I do it. Um, I love to do my own edits. I like, Oh, uh, okay. On the That's websites. Not I, um, I try to do as much graphic design as I can for my clients. I'll just, just push Canva stuff to them as yeah. much as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I like to focus on that more because that's eventually what I want to do. Yeah. Then again, I have a job to do and I do everything else as well. But um, I like to focus on that stuff because I feel like that's what I'm good at. And yeah. And that's what kind of value I can bring to our clients. Man, I don't know how you get away with that. I try to do like <laughs> one little, like a client of mine wanted to update their palette, their color palette to make it though to where they can uh, attract more men into their company. They're like a mm-hmm. energy healing Reiki over in like Scottsdale Mm -hmm. and I was like okay cool so I'm gonna I went on Canva and I created a whole new palette that used some of their current palette and I was clocked so quickly like you cannot put that time into this graphics work I'm like but I need creative to understand what I need them to do yeah and even though they still kind of did it correctly but I was like, I gotta like, I can't explain this. Like, this is this is like the only way I have to translate this edit, yeah. right? Yeah, I've, I've been yelled at a couple times for it, <laughs> but like, I st- it, uh, it has not stopped me. It has not stopped no. you at all. So you're wanting to develop to uh, explore graphic design more yeah. heavily. Are you looking? Are there particular platforms you're hoping to be able to kind of work with in the future? Um, I definitely want to get back to Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, illustrator stuff like that yeah um that's what i did in college a little bit yeah um kind of limited to canva right now Mm -hmm. at our our position because you just don't have enough time for that um you a big indesign guy i have never used indesign really yeah good one yeah it's a pretty the last job i had you had to kind of bounce back and forth between the three photoshop illustrator and indesign indesign was like where you create the base work and Mm -hmm. typically and that's if you went into illustrator for like kind of the more refined work after that you pretty much just use Photoshop to make sure it's 
kind of re-exported as like a high definition picture and that's about it oh gotcha, but okay. InDesign is typically where i would have to begin my my graphics work and that's if i didn't just jump to canva fair enough <laughs> and do yeah. it easier i mean canvas it's super it's super basic but yeah. you can create some really cool stuff with it and they're they're moving in a more kind of not the words on intimate but like a more um predictive way i yeah. don't know if you noticed recently but like the uh the boxes by themselves, you click it twice and it'll open up yep. a text option. It's like, yep. oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Took you a little while. I know. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. They finally realized that people wanted that. Yeah. No longer wondering whether or not simply dragging the text into the box actually attaches it to the box. <laughs> For sure now, it's yep. attached to the box. Yep. Um, so I, I do like that they're moving in that direction because I use it for everything. So that's going to definitely be a necessary element in future work. Yeah. Um, outside of graphic design, any other kind of pools you want to delve into? Um, definitely want to get back to social media. I uh -huh. like that a lot. It's, it's probably the most fun form of marketing in my opinion. Um, you get to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Um, you're straight in the face of your customers or, or clients or whatever you want to call them. Um, and that's, that's probably my favorite part of, of it. Is there a particular platform you prefer over others and maybe others that you think are kind of like a little too, um, blown out of the water? Um, I try to stay away from Twitter for, mm -hmm. for businesses because it's Twitter's more of a personal thing. And yeah. Not too many guidelines on that particular yeah. platform. My, my favorite one for businesses currently is Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. not, not a huge fan of this new update for Instagram, but we used to, um, back when Instagram was still a lot of pictures and yeah. not just videos. Um, we used to do a lot of um, ads and stuff. Yeah. Um, for that cologne company, we'd do some ads and, um, do some brand ambassador stuff. And that was really fun. Um, getting to work with people like that. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't use Instagram really heavily unless I'm sharing a teaser for my show on TikTok, and I yeah. set it up to take me to Instagram mm -hmm. and that's about it. So what is the new update? I probably have not seen it yet. It looks exactly like TikTok. It's Oh, yeah. It's, okay. A lot of people are unhappy about it because they're just like, oh, you're moving that way. Yikes. That's not what Instagram's <laughs> Yikes. for. That's not good. Well, yeah, that's not good. No, I was going to I was gonna say maybe, but you know, that's not good. That's not really no. good. That sucks. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens with that, man. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite part of the marketing aspect with social media? Is like the development of the campaign, the production of the campaign, or waiting to see whether, whether or not the campaign works? I would say production is probably my favorite part of it. Um, getting to create those elements, mm -hmm. um, choosing the right pictures, the right uh, like text, mm -hmm. um, basically trying to use, I mean, using hashtags and stuff like that, yeah. which is almost like SEO. Um, now, how many hashtags would you put to a campaign or like a single post? A single post, probably like five. Five, okay. Yeah. Now, um, is it like overkill, uh, like uh, algorithm-wise, if you go for like, I've seen people put like, 20 to 50 hashtags on something. Before. Yeah, we, we tried that and it just looked ugly and it didn't do anything true. different. So <laughs> it's a very ugly yeah. fucking post after yep. about 10 exactly. uh, hashtags. Yeah, that's very true, man. And in the previous job you had is the, the uh, social media manager. Did you have to, were you kind of given the leeway to just create a campaign and just run with it on your own time? Or did you have to like pitch it to uppers before you had the okay to execute it? So, most of the time, it was me and the CEO working together um, okay, so on, that. on the social media campaigns, and we would kind of plan together about what we wanted to do. Um, if there's holidays coming up, um, any kind of like discounts that we would be throwing around, mm -hmm. or um, just any special occasion when it came 
like came to men's fashion. Yeah. Um, because we were heavily involved in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of involvement in like calendar placement and stuff like that. Yeah. Now a lot of positions these days where you're essentially the head of communications, you're doing of course social media, you're also doing graphic design, but you're also doing a lot of website maintenance and, uh, oversight. So, um, what kind of platforms have you used in the past and do you have a preferred kind of platform for websites? Yeah. Um, I'm on it. I'm going to be honest. I love Luna. I think Luna is a great oh, really? okay. website, uh, platform. Um, big fan of that one. I've used WordPress in the past. Um, I think I like Luna better. Yeah. Um, WordPress is a little bit simpler. Um, I would say maybe easier to use, but I don't know. I like, I like Luna a lot. What we nice. use in town square. It's great. See, I've only just now gotten into the area where I'll attempt to like add a whole new block. Yep. And see if I can make that work. Oh. It's still kind of a scary territory for me because I'm like, I don't know. Hey, I'll, um, I'll show you some stuff. Dude, I, I can do, do it. I can do pretty much everything. Because there are like end. certain, because I've got, I mean, the hardest part of our job, arguably one of the hardest part of our jobs is transfers. Especially when we don't know how good the previous specialist they had was. Yep. And I've had just, I think right now it's like three or four clients that are so in demand because they've had such bad experience. Oh, really? And so one of them... They literally sent me an w- email with 22 attachments. Each one was a previous <laughs> email, many of them multi-page emails oh with God. edits. And we actually had um, one of the people above our managers see the email, print it out, and I got a packet on my desk. And I'm working through the packet to get these edits done. Um, and a lot of them involve creating either just new blocks within a homepage to store particular information that they want mm-hmm. or recreating a whole new page. Now, for me, I've done WordPress, I've done member clicks, I've done Wix, uh, and just other ones like Squarespace and whatnot, but I've never done Luna before. I guess mm-hmm. WordPress might be the closest yeah, thing close. interface-wise to Luna, but I haven't touched the back end of a WordPress website for a while. I've really yeah. only recently touched WordPress solely for blogging. So it's like, uh, yeah. How do I do this? Scary. How do I do this? But yeah, if you know how to do it, show me so I can just get these things done, and I can oh, be yeah. the hero, and they can stop calling me for two to three hour long calls a week. You'll be putting pop ups on websites in no time, dude. I can. I'll do that, I can do that too. <laughs> so bad. I need to have one taken down, and that's that's another hard aspect. Is like we have our other teams that are dedicated in certain areas of creation. Yeah. And it's like, from why I understand, their current workload is larger than usual. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I can tell my client I'll submit this, but I can't give them like a time frame really yeah. at this point because our time frames are skewed. Yeah, they're and they real. want a time frame. If not, they want like an exact date and time. It's like I can't give that to you, bro. You just have to mm-hmm. understand that I've put this in and it's yeah. gonna get done yep. at some point. I can't tell you when, but it's gonna get happen. It's gonna get done at some point. That's the hardest part, especially when they feel like they are do a particular kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's been your hardest kind of client without having to drop any business names? I have a client who is very unresponsive. Oh, that's always fun. Um, but every about three months, he'll uh-huh. call in super angry. Not three months, man. Damn. Like you allowed to swear on this podcast. Yeah, do it. Okay. He'll tell me I'm an asshole. And okay. <laughs> How are you going to ask me about swearing? The best you got right now is asshole. No, no, no. That's what he says. And 
he says, you're an asshole, and it looks like kindergartners made this website. Dude, that's how I got Ream Two Thursdays ago. He has probably one of the coolest websites that I that I have in my entire book. Okay, um, I can't say that for mine. That's and website. he'll just he'll just come in really hot, basically try to get a free month out of us. I think he's, yeah, I think he's really pulling the strings. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that guy's the worst. Damn, that guy sucks. No, I mean I've been I've I've had. F bombs dropped on me at this point. So I got reamed by a client for over an hour two Thursdays ago. Oh boy. And it's for stuff I had no control over. So one of them was he tried to have his domain uh, redirected, not transferred. Mm. And so he got a guy on his registrar's end to attempt it. And it was GoDaddy. And he botched it. Oh no. So I hear the next day. Not only are their emails down, their website's down. And it's a non-site. So it's not our website anyway. But it's like, okay, okay, let's just let me walk you through how to make sure we have access so we can fix it. And every, and it ultimately was down for like four to five days from oh. like a Thursday, one Thursday to about the next Tuesday or Wednesday, which I hate, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you had, you, yeah. The guy that you got did it. And so every single day it's like, when's this coming up? This is unacceptable. It's like, I understand it's unacceptable. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Can we please remember that it wasn't my team that <laughs> did it, but it is my team who's going in there and trying to fix it, um, which they'd never get. Yeah, I've, I have something so similar to that. That he Basically, this other company kept their domain, mm-hmm. and the guy, for someone that hosts domains, yeah. does not know anything about it. And just it's been probably six months yeah and he still has not figured out how to transfer it to us like i'm just like my guy and i'm guessing gotta, he doesn't even help. know his logins at this point either oh it took a while it, it took a while. every time i call that dude it's an hour-long conversation and it goes nowhere mm-hmm. he he's definitely at least 70 years old damn and that's the best part when they don't know their logins it's yep. like and that's but that was one of the issues with this guy too he had no idea I had a set of logins in my account and notes for him, but they didn't work. I don't even think they were for that platform. So it's like, dude, the only thing nice. I have does not work. Nice. We need you to figure out what your logins are. I can't do that for you. Yeah. And it's 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 a hard it's a hard day in a client's world when they realize, oh, they do have to do something. <laughs> and I mean, granted, they still run their businesses and whatnot, but it's like, look, we. For this to work, and it works because it works for so many thousands yeah. of people, we got to be sure to have this particular kind of communication and it be productive. Mm-hmm. So that does mean every now and then you might want to know the logins to your Google account, yes, to your registrar account, yep. to something. It might be helpful as a business to be somewhat organized and on top of your stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it, the day-to-day client-facing operations is one thing, cool, but in the back end. That needs to be just as airtight, <laughs> especially if you want me to deliver this kind of result. Yeah. I mean, just as as well as you have your your finances, mm-hmm. you got to have everything else. Exactly. So anything out of place, it'll throw the whole thing off. Yeah. Off, off kilter. And then, but it'll always be our fault. Yeah. <laughs> it'll always be 100% our fault. 100% of the time. The other issue, and I, and I had to claim this so bad, was that the verbiage that was put, I had convinced him to transfer to an on-site. Because he wanted so many edits. And I'm like, we can't do that for a site that's not ours. Yeah. And the site that he did see and that he approved to go live, the verbiage on it was so bad. It was so bad. And like when your client said it seemed like a kindergarten, it yeah. seemed like a kindergarten. Oh. And that's the worst part because now I have to 
not only empathize, but I almost have to nearly claim responsibility because it was an extension of my team yep. that provided this particular verbiage yep. that I would not have approved of. But he did, and it went live, and then he was mad that it was live. It's like, oh my god, look, <laughs> this is, I, I totally get it, bro. I totally get it, but uh, I didn't do these things without your consent. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yep. But I will fix it. And so now he's back on his site, his non-TSI site, while we are still doing edits to the TSI site to eventually redirect, which hopefully he'll let my team do yeah. so it doesn't get botched a second time. Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's bad. With these people. It's, it's not. Mm. It's been testy. It's been super, super testy. Yeah, the clients we have are not. So Some of them are great. Some of them are not the brightest people. Mm-hmm. So what would you think, what would you say, aside from the clients, which are such a big part of our day, mm. what would you say are the biggest elements of your inner office life that either you gravitate towards the most, that you find are the most interesting, that you probably wouldn't have expected to have prior to graduating college? Um, I would say just the culture of the company, mm -hmm. like the social aspect of it. Yeah. I was never thinking I was going to be at a company like this, like mm -hmm. where you can go up to anyone, talk to them. Yeah. They'll be nice to you mm -hmm. and just have a friendly conversation with them. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. It, I've never seen it before. Like anywhere else, none of my friends from college have jobs like that. Yeah. So I was like, I feel really lucky for this. And we're kind of not taught that the only, like the only realm I feel like I've anticipated that coming out of college would be radio, but radio is all entertainment anyway. Yeah. But even then I know it's just some people in radio that just, that are just shitty people, but, <laughs> but yeah, office wise, I don't feel like we're taught or taught to anticipate that we'll have a nice open, uh, collaborative environment. Yeah. Unless you're on a specific team and you're all working towards the same exact goal. Mm -hmm. But where we are, everyone's working on 10,000 different things. Yeah. But you still get that collaborative element. Yeah. And you can ask anyone for help, which is super awesome. Like, mm -hmm. even nine months in now, mm -hmm. uh, I still have questions. So you can kind of go up to anyone and you kind of figure out who knows most about what. Yeah. It gets, it gets really easy to do your mm -hmm. job and know who to ask questions to. Right. Yeah. Now... Jumping ahead, you know, if yeah. you're still kind of forming your dream career, that's mm -hmm. cool too. But do you have an idea of like where you want to, where you want the prime of your career to be at? Um, the prime of my career, I would have to say that might be big. That might be a big question. That though. is a big question. <laughs> I would, I would hope I would be at the prime of my career by twenty-eight. Give me 28. five years. Five. You're twenty-three. I'm twenty-three. God damn it. <laughs> I turned 29 on Tuesday, bro. There you go. Damn. I used to want to not be the baby anymore. Now I kind of miss it. Hey, there. I mean, some of our coworkers are are over 30. So, dude, one of my people in my training team, she's this is her first job straight out of college, I, and she just got married at like 21, 22. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we we have a couple of people like that. A couple of people on my team are 21. Yeah, and I'm like, I I think Cole's one of them. Cole's, I, th I think Cole's 23. And oh, okay. okay. Dom, Dom, and, Dom and Jared are 21. I don't think I know either of those two yet. Okay. Okay. I'll have to meet them. Yeah. Cole, I think Cole looks deceptively young. He does. Because I look at him and I'm like, okay, so when is your senior project due? 
What's the topic? Yeah. Have you spoke to your mentor? Do you have your hours in? Yep. How's the final presentation looking? No, but he's he's like he's definitely an adult. Yeah. The closer. Adjacent. <laughs> the closer. The closer is cool. Always walking around with his yep. Bluetooth headset. Do whatever. Does he still talk to like his market client? Like not his current clients, but he will talk to clients he's sold in the past since he was in sales. I don't know if he still does that or not, but I know he did it like maybe a month starting or two off ago. yeah yeah man i wonder how, i thought it was so funny i wonder how what carly was like what are you doing yeah like <laughs> we were on a we were on a market outing uh, at sycamore and he went on the phone i think he was just calling one of his buddies and um carly was like cole are you on a sales call right now because that's just how he looks when he talks to yeah. people on the phone and he was like, no, why? And I thought that was so funny. Because he's probably walking around yep. with his arms folded, mm-hmm. Bluetooth head, headpiece yep. in, talking very stern, stoic-like <laughs> in the face. He doesn't really show emotion in the face because uh-huh. he's like, he's thinking about every next word that comes out of his mouth. Because, yep. yeah, like you said, he's he's a closer. He's, he's a good he's a good kid. He's really good at talking to people on the yeah. phone. I, I cannot say the same. Same, same. It's like <laughs> I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm because I'm trying to still trying to like balance. Okay, how be emotionally available mm-hmm. to empathize with issues. Yeah, but where do I put the wall back up? Because I'm at a point with one client where it's like, look, if you want to go butt heads, mm-hmm. I'm ready. You've exhausted <laughs> my patience for the nice version of me. Yep. You will get Mooresville Brandon here in a second. Yeah. And he's not quite as nice. So let's let's figure out where we want this direction to go because I'm open for anything at this point. There you go. But I can't do that because I get fired. Yep. And it's like I have to, and I and I appreciate that my manager. I think all the managers are so open about it. I'm like Ryan. If I spoke the way I wanted to speak right now, you're going to have to fire me. Yeah. And I will pack up my stuff before you have to tell Trey that I've been fired because it's about to get there. Yep. Yep. I'm not like Cole. I need to talk. I need, I need to have like a session with Cole. Yeah. Be like, how do you blah, blah, blah. Cole would be a great podcast guest. I'm trying to get his ass on here. <laughs> he's just, so, he's like, he's, so I feel like when he's in work mode, he's, he's on it. Yeah. He is in there. He's focused and everything outside of that. He could be in like 50 different directions. I'm like, which one is he going to like notice yep. me on? Yep. So I'm working on it for sure. I've had everyone else. No, that's a lie. I've had, Almost everyone else on my training team yeah. on the show. Yeah. Bree, I need to find a way to get her back over. She was set up for one, but she's chickened out. And then Cole, I'm trying to get his attention. Yep. Be like, get over here. I'm like, you need to be on the show. Yeah. Come on, dude. Definitely. <laughs> What's going on? All right. So now um, my favorite new part of the show is I'm going to take this off so I'm not broadcasting people's submission stories across the hallway. All right. All right. So now as the guest, I do provide you the opportunity to either provide a story you like to kind of go over, piece of gossip from any job, or questions to discuss regarding that you've ever had regarding, you know, ambitions, skill development, job progression, things like that. Okay. Or you can hold back. We'll go through a couple of submissions first, let's, and we'll discuss it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Right. I need <laughs> okay. some examples. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. See here, and some of these I will say are not very long, and um, some of these should have been reviewed grammar-wise. So some of these will be like, give me a second, (laughs) because I need to try to read this thing. All right, that's not cute. 
Make sure I don't get that in the very crisp audio we got here. Oh, man. I will say we have had some very interesting stories, just in case you haven't heard any of them in the past. Yeah. One guy who was like in a garbage disposal found a dead body before he put it into the garbage disposal. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, what the heck? We had some very interesting submissions. Oh my god. Oh man. Um, <laughs> okay, let's try this one out. Uh Nope, go away. <laughs> oh, I forgot that I was in my NSFW Reddit, so that's that's why. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one uh, says, interviewing for a job, and they mentioned I needed to relocate due to tax purposes. Do I really need to? I'm in North California, and a recruiter asked me if I was interested in the job. I would have to move to South California. It's a great opportunity for me, but moving isn't an option. Do I really need to move or what does tax purposes mean? I don't think I've heard that question before. That's an interesting to question because relocate for tax purposes. Maybe out of state I would get it, but like in state yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah, that is weird. It might maybe it's just the county or where whatever town that they're in mm-hmm. um, where moving would be not beneficial because I feel like Southern California is where the taxes would most likely be highest. I mean, I don't know. I could be completely right. wrong, but. I mean, California in general just kind of seems like its own entity for sure. Yeah. But I would definitely clarify. the. I wouldn't ever take a phrase like tax purposes at face value. I'd want to know what that means in detail. Like, yeah. What does this do for you for me to consider? And first, and secondly, will you assist me in doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I can... It's not going to be cheap these days either way you go. So Yeah, especially in California where taxes are very yeah, high. especially in California. In general. Let me see here. I'm going to be honest. I was surprised uh, North Carolina's taxes, uh, it's higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I'm about to be, uh, I'm about to kind of like get hurt, but hurt about it because of my first <laughs> bonus. But yep. Whew, that's how it works. I've done the calculations, so I know what to expect. Yep. And that's if I was told the right percentage. So. We'll see what happens there. All right. I'm interviewing for a job. The employer and I uh, were. Hmm. Oh, we're okay. We're over $100,000 away from each other on compensation at the start. But now I'm past the final round and they're requesting references. Is it fair to ask to agree to comp before I start pulling references? I don't think so. No. I've seen like. When it comes to like compensation and whatnot, I kind of had this like revelation moment thanks to TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Where someone was like, you know what? If someone reaches out to you and asks you if you're interested for a job, ask right there and then what's the comp? Yeah. I feel like these days companies are too comfortable with making you go through three plus interview rounds. They hide it very well. Without having any way to bring it into the conversation. It's yeah. like, why don't we save time, mm-hmm. yours and mine? Because while I'm not losing money yeah. going to these interviews. Well, I might be if I'm using gas, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you are because it's your time during the business day. Yeah. Let's just tell me up front, what will I be making? What are the advancement opportunities? And I'll decide right there and then if we should continue. Exactly. I was in the bot 
pot for a position at this place called Biz Tech Solutions in Mooresville. Okay. And they had me go through six interview rounds, not at any point oh mentioning uh, compensation. And yeah. they didn't choose me anyway. But it's like, you know. That's got to be part. That um, needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this. Uh, this. I'm just going to out myself right now. This uh, new company that um, I'm hopefully getting this job for. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend who works there, she was like, yeah, the second call is just all about compensation. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so that was, I was like, thank you for being up, like upfront with that because like even on LinkedIn and stuff, when you have the job listings, like more than half of them do not have the compensation on there like at all. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me because you may like love a job, but if, if they're not paying you enough to live, then there's no point to it. Exactly. Like, and I'll out myself too. So my dream goal is to work this show until it becomes something that's monetizable Yeah. to the point where I can, and to the point where it's making a certain amount compared to my current income mm-hmm. to where I can make this a full-time concentration, full-time yeah. thing. And eventually I do want to launch my own company. Now my okay. goal is my, my dream goal is to, launch a company where people want to come to work similarly to mm-hmm. our work. Yeah. People like to come to work. Yeah. And I, but I want to see that too. I want to create a space where people want to come into work. They're excited for work. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they probably have to be in at like eight o'clock in the morning, Yeah, but they're okay with that. Yeah. But more importantly, I want, I don't, I want to be in a position where I don't hire anyone unless I know the full time cop I'm giving them based on where they are living or where they mm-hmm. want to relocate will actually make it work. Yeah. Like I'm not going to pay anybody only not to take it the wrong way, but like 40 K a year. Yeah. If they're wanting to live in Charlotte, I'm probably going to want to be like, no, let's wait until I can offer you 50 at least. Yeah. Cause I know what the numbers are right now and I know the direction the numbers are still going to go. So let's make sure I can start off with making sure that my employee can yeah. live here. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. So, and I'll offer that straight up front. Like, hey, this is the job. This is compensation. Yep. Are you interested? Okay, good. Let's keep going here. But yeah, I'm not. Mm-mm. No, I, I definitely agree with that, especially with the cost of living in Charlotte just skyrocketing over the last, like, probably year and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I'm sure I'm getting some nice ice noises from this, my coffee. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little ASMR. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, rando person calls experiencing services we don't provide. That's always fun. And it's a long submission. Okay. <laughs> Busy weekend night, and I just got through selling my last room around 1.30 a.m., and seconds later, the outside line rings. I pick up and give the standard greeting without mentioning my name because it's audit, and some of the worst people tend to call during audit. He says, hello, clerk, and asks me for a number for a cab. It's an outside line, but some guests have called on outside lines before, so no issue really. I asked for his room number, and he said, "Doesn't does that matter? Well, yes and no. But with that attitude, yes, definitely. <laughs> I asked again. He said, why? And I tell him that the cabs need that info so they won't bother sh- or they won't bother showing up. I suspected he wasn't a guest, so I suggested he call the cab company and directly, directly and deal with them. As you know, I don't work for said company. 
He countered with, well, you're the FD clerk, aren't you? You're supposed to help people. That's your job. I said, I am indeed the FD clerk, and I'm going to hang up and do my job. (laughs) He gave me an odd chuckle and said, I'm at the corner of so-and-so and need to get to so-and-so. So do your job and call me a cab. I'll give you a big tip. Click. The address he gave is a few blocks away, so presumably he could walk over here and murder me, but his tone really <laughs> pissed me off. So <laughs> I get where I get where in the service industry, and apparently some people seem to think that's grounds enough to take advantage of us. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, so how exactly did this guy get our hotel number? Can he repeat can't he repeat the process for the cab company? It reminds me of people who yell at me because our lobby doesn't have a microwave and their guests use the one in Hold on. What? It reminds me of people who yell at me because our lobby doesn't have a microwave and their guests use the one in your room. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, just a rant, but but wow, did that call ruin my night. Now, I've done front desk work before. I was a concierge previously. Okay. I've never gotten an outside call, though. Interesting. It was in I, that, feel like, I feel like that's really uncommon. Yeah. Now, granted, I was a concierge for a high-style apartment complex, so... No one was trying to move in at one thirty at night. Yeah. Thank God, because I would be of no help. <laughs> I was not going to offer my services at that time. You can schedule at any time during the day, and I will happily assist you then. Yep. And by assist you, I mean just make sure that you've got the elevator, and I will leave you alone mm-hmm. for however long that takes. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Um, but, yeah, that's mm, – he was lazy. That's all I'm going to say about that. He was yeah. lazy. There was no reason for him to bother you about that. People suck. Definitely could have just called himself a cab. <laughs> right. That's that's it about that story. All right. Next submission. Was my manager too harsh? I'm going to say yes because I, well, I typically don't like managers, but I like my current ones. So, okay. You know, oxymoron. I work at a restaurant, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, I work at a restaurant, and I've been scheduled to work on a Friday which is, which is rare for me because I never work Fridays. Normally, this wouldn't have been a problem, but my brother had his graduation party, which meant I had family flying in into the country to visit. I made my boss aware of this on the Tuesday after I found out none of my coworkers were able to cover me. Instead of replying to my message, he waited until the workday to confront me in person. He told me I had to come in since I didn't request the day off, and it doesn't matter if it was a family commitment. Well, Friday came and I just couldn't bring myself to put a hostess shift over seeing my family that I haven't seen in years, so I made sure to let him know that Friday morning that I was not coming in. Once I returned to work Sunday, he totally iced me out until he decided it was time to pull me into the office. While in there, he told me how it was unfair to him and my coworkers that I did not come in and he had to spend his day working for coverage. After a lecture, he told me I was getting written up, no verbal warning, not even a copy of the paper, and if I mess up once more, I am fired. I was bullied by a coworker for my first two months at that job, and they are still employed. Even after I talk, had to talk to my manager about it twice, it turns out my workplace bully is friends with the manager's wife. Oh, I wonder what the difference is. Hmm. That's a red flag right there that, that the uh, the uh, workplace bully is friends with the manager's wife. Yeah, I think there are certain connections to be avoided when in that kind of job, especially if the manager, as it seems, has zero issues providing a kind of favoritism attitude towards anybody. Yeah. Um, get a new job. Yeah. Get a, <laughs> get a new job get is new my job. suggestion. Yeah. Oh, my God. That seems like a bad environment right there. I mean, my... 
while I find many interesting experiences at my food services jobs, it's ironically not been because of a crappy manager. Well, managers were crappy, but yeah. those were not my issues by far. Okay. Thankfully. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I feel like I have a pretty pretty solid run of managers just throughout my professional career so far. Yeah. I've had, I've had some really good ones that I've made friends with. That's good. Not yeah. everyone not everyone gets that and which is uh, to me kind of a travesty. Um let's see here. Okay. Manager is forcing me to come into the office every day. Everyone else is hybrid. Hmm. Oh. Hi, all. I had a death in the family and had to take a week off. At my job, we are measured by the amount of applications we process. Obviously, as a result of taking the week off, my numbers were lower for the month. At my company, all of us are on a hybrid model, which is in which we choose any two days in the week to work from home. Citing my declining numbers due to me taking one week off, my manager has told me that I no longer can work hybrid and I have to come into the office every day. I don't understand what working from home has, how working from home has anything to do with it besides the fact that it's purely punishment for taking a week off. Is there anything I can do here besides quitting? Thank you. Hmm. Well, death of the family, I would probably ask to go over like, what is the, um, God, what's the word for it? Not grievance, but when you take time off for the, like family deaths. I think it's grievance. Is it grievance? Yeah. So I would probably ask, firstly, can you provide me like the grievance policy? Mm-hmm. So I can, you need to probably understand what should and should not be happening as a yeah. result of that. You didn't have planned for that person to die. No. Like, so clearly grievance time was necessary. This is not some, this is not a week of vacation that I wanted to take off. Right. Exactly. Like I did not have fun. No. Like, please understand. I did not have fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Mexican family, you probably did have fun. Like... Maybe, Mex- yeah. Mex- yeah. Like, my family turns it up for a, for a funeral, yeah. I will say. Okay. But unless it's that, I probably didn't have a very good time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, i probably f- figure out what those policies are. And I would, uh, honestly, if you have to, reach a bit higher than your manager because that's not a good enough reason to take you as the one person off of this hybrid model that everyone yeah. else has. Yeah, I'm sure other people take weeks off. Right. Like, they, they. I'm assuming they don't do that for everyone. No, and I will say maybe like for one or two weeks after, just to make sure you can get your numbers back where they should be. Yeah, if maybe if your manager's in the office and he wants to give you more help, then yeah, that's a good reason. But just purely for the reason of you taking a week off because someone you know yeah. knew and loved died. Yeah, yeah that's not a good enough reason. Uh, yeah. All right, so we've gone through a couple. Mm-hmm. Do you want to pitch in, or would should we go for for go for a few more? I feel like I don't have too many crazy work stories. <laughs> um, nothing like nothing like this has happened to me really. Um, I guess I guess I do have one. Yeah. Um, so throughout high school, obviously played baseball. Yeah. Um, I had a couple different like side jobs and stuff. I would work over the summer mostly. Um, and it was really tight with baseball. Yeah. Now, I had a great manager at my lifeguarding job. Sure. Um, which I had for five years. Mm. And she was super supportive and knew I love baseball. And like she was like, we're going to get you to the game. So she would kind of chop up my shifts a little bit more um, where I could leave early. Mm-hmm. One day I had to leave early for a game 
and this was to no fault of anyone besides myself. Sure. Did not tell them that I had a game Mm -hmm. and that did not work out well and pretty much was not able to leave early again for Mm. any kind of baseball events. Dang. I, I definitely was not as responsible in high school. I'll tell you. Sure. Like I was, I did not have my stuff together. I did not do as well in school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when you have a great manager, just communicating well with them because they're going to be understanding is important. Um, in that situation, I was a bad employee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to say like, yeah, and be harsh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it probably seemed to them like he's worked with us pretty well so far. Mm -hmm. Maybe he got a little overzealous and kind of took advantage of it. Because did you still have to leave for it? You still left for it. I still left for it. Yes. Okay. So may have been like, okay, he, he may be going a little far with this. My priorities were, were baseball. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. That's not too bad though. No. Understandable. I think like with, so was it like permanently from that point on, you couldn't do it ever again? No, it was just like for a while that I couldn't. Gotcha. Um, so I honestly took off work at that point because baseball was more important to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I was gonna say so. Like, how did you actually like work that around? Yeah. I, I just I just took off work for like a week or two. Gotcha. Yeah. Why? Um. Now, did that result in like you taking off of work? Did that result in any other kind of uh not reprimands, but no? Because once once the baseball season was over, I just went right back to work. Sure. Okay. Just, gotcha. Yeah. She understood and like. She was a great, she was like a second mom to me. So yeah. she was awesome. Gotcha. Um, miss you, Mary, if you ever hear this. Miss you, <laughs> miss you, Mary. Or Mary, I guess is her name. Yes. Not miss you, Mary. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a kind of a weird, weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've not had enough caffeine this morning, which is understandable. Yeah, same. So I did something similar back in the day when I was in high school. Now, I was not un- in sports. I was not really in anything extracurricular. I was in chorus, okay. but that's about it. There you go. But my first job ever, I was working at uh, Party City. Okay. During the Halloween season. Oh, boy. So, um, and funny enough, and this was my senior year of high school, I had really up to that point never really been engaged with like the same group of people who are like hardcore into the football. Yeah. Really ever. Okay. I never had a reason to be. I never felt like I had a reason to be. Mm-hmm. And so as I was working this job, I noticed that I was just kind of getting more and more into it. Um, and really even none of my friends were hugely into it. Yeah. But I will say our class had a pretty close in relationship. We had a lot of problems. Oh, boy. Interpersonally. But we were still like, okay, it's our senior year. We've known each other since forever. Yeah. So maybe I should get more into it for at least the last year of high school. And so as I'm getting more into kind of like the school spirit type stuff and being more involved, um, I eventually realized that for Party City in the Halloween season, like you need to work on Halloween. You do. Which is a Friday. Yep. And there was a really big game on Friday. Oh, (laughs) no. It was our, it wasn't our homecoming game, but it was a big game for some other reason. Um, And I was like, I'm not going to miss it. So I... I, I did tell them beforehand, and they were like, you cannot take off Friday. Like, this is, like, hardcore. You cannot take off Friday. And I just didn't show up anyway. After telling them repeatedly, hey, I can't make it. Yeah. And I've been there every other shift in that whole season. So okay. I thought, okay, come on. They know I'm a good worker. Yeah. I've learned every job in this store. They got to be understanding. They know that I'm flexible. They know that I can't, that I'm very um, adaptive 
to whatever's asked of me. So it's not like they'll fire me for not working this one day. They fired me for not working that one. Oh my <laughs> god! Work- well, no, they got me to work like three or four more days. I wasn't aware that I wasn't going to be on the next month's schedule. Yeah. Until I saw that I was no longer on the schedule. I said, oh, okay. So despite how flexible I've been, despite how agile and like yeah adaptable i've been i missed i missed a big day but i missed one day mm-hmm. cool party city okay cool yeah but i mean i haven't really lost sleep over it i slept very well that night actually <laughs> so it's like <sighs> there you go no more income but that's okay whatever i'll tell you this i if i had a personal commitment to something i would absolutely put that personal commitment over work every time yeah i would I mean, as much as I like pride myself in work, mm-hmm. like my life is my life and yeah. like I'm going to do what I want kind right. of thing. Like, and if it's a job that's not like your the apex of your career, yeah. like it's not like your dream career thing, yeah. then what's worth missing out on a moment in life? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, come on. I'm not going to get that back. I'm going to have a million days of work left in me. You get you get no time back no. for anything. So yeah. it's like when it comes down to it, if if I'm choosing between hanging out with friends for a fun Friday night, going mm-hmm. to a big game Friday night, or working at this job that's not in any way, shape, or form going to be related to my actual career or like yeah. a dream job, mm, the tails the exactly. scales have already yeah. decided. Like. There's really no need for discussion of it afterwards, yeah. so it's, it's going to happen within reason. You got to be conscious of your coworkers and managers and stuff like that. But um, as, I feel like as long as you give people enough of a heads up, you should be able to take whatever time off. As long as everyone else is able to work, like as long yeah. as it's not a ghost town wherever mm-hmm. you're working, especially when you're in a position where um, people who have not who are not you have gotten to take yeah seemingly limitless amounts of time off. It's like, come on. Yep. And first of all, if you, if you're the kind of person who is overseeing that kind of environment, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 100% agree. Don't, don't be upset when someone realizes that they're not the problem that you are <laughs> and they leave you high and dry because you were like, yeah. you're asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> you are hardcore asking for it. All right, let's do one more submission. Let's do it. Before we call it a day. And before we get into it, thank you again for swinging in on a Sunday. This has been yeah. great. Um, and well, I definitely look forward to having you on the show again, especially after you shift yeah. to a potential new position. I will definitely want to get in on uh, how that's looking for you. Yeah, that would, that would be very cool to talk about. For sure. Let's see here. Okay. This one seems to have an interesting title. Um, okay. Coworker is telling people that I'm a murderer. Oh. Leaving out the important falsely accused of murder part. <laughs> Let's hop oh right in. Oh my god, this is <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. After a prolonged investigation, HR determined that this coworker was falsely telling people I'm a murderer. Additionally, when HR confronted coworker about this, the coworker admitted to it. I was told the coworker was not intending to cause any harm, which it just is just wild. HR asked coworker to stop, and apparently that was that. I still have to work with this awful person who has done so much damage to my reputation. Next steps: legal action against coworker. Wow. Huh. But I'm caught on the fact that you had to mention he left out the accused of murder part. Yeah, that's like you mentioned you were falsely like. Why were you falsely accused of murder? Yeah. Um. How. 
How did that stick? Right, 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 right. Um, how did, mm, what occurred? Like, yeah. can you provide the full context of why someone even had the idea to call you a murderer, but leave out the falsely accused part? Yeah, this is this is interesting. I I, I think we need more of a story here. Um, if it's some kind of slander towards you, I yeah. would. And it's affecting you at work, and I don't know how much it's affecting this person, but... Well, homicide's a big word. Homicide's I mean, a big thing, Oh, yeah, yeah no, I mean, <laughs> like... Presumed a, homicide's a big... <laughs> if, if people believe that, and you're just like, that didn't happen, uh, it sounds like you might be an untrustworthy person regardless. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I feel like there's a lot more information we need. Yeah, I mean, granted, yeah, for sure, if, it's, if you are definitely falsely accused, for sure, and this... Yeah, it has an effect on your overall long-term employment at this place and maybe even potential references for future employment. Yeah. Definite slander. Definitely could look into like a defamation lawsuit mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but because I like gossip, I do want to know what the fuck happened. I like, do. Yeah. <laughs> what, where did this come I from? <laughs> like, were you just in the wrong place at the wrong time? Did you, Were you know. the only one who found the body and you were just pointed at like what happened i feel Um, like there was some purposefully left out information in that story damn it (laughs) you know you don't have to like like i wonder oh what if it even darker possible turn what if he did murder somebody but he was able to work the system to where he's officially falsely accused of murder wow that would be weird in that case, I would fear for the employee calling him yes. a murderer because clearly if he did it once, he's, he's not going to have an issue doing it he's again. He's 100% next. Like, don't push this man to develop, like, his new technique, brah. <laughs> like, I mean, Bundy like Bundy and whatnot are so well documented, he yeah. could learn. Yeah. Like, let's not push it. It can be done. So on one hand, we have someone who was probably just not in the great position, who mm. is fine and innocent and who's experiencing some defamation and understandable stress as a result of said defamation. Yeah. Or we have a homicidal maniac who was able to convince the system that he was not responsible and he will do yeah. it again. I I have a little bit of an experience kind of like this. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I was falsely accused of, let's just say, a crime my freshman year of college. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, wrong place, wrong time. Uh-huh. Wrong people saw what they wanted to see. Uh-huh. Um, Thought nothing of it, got accused of it, basically got suspended from the baseball team, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be nothing. And, like, from then on, like, pretty depressing week. So I know how yeah. it is to go through. Um, super stressed. I was like, am I going to get in trouble for something that I was not involved in whatsoever? Yeah. Like, just very scary time. Sure. Me. And I get that. So having someone continuously saying that you you did something when you didn't. Yeah. Not fun. Once it's and 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 I don't say this in any way to like to at all protect people who do commit certain kinds of crimes at all. Yeah. But the reality is once it's out there, it's hard to pull it back. Yeah. You you really can't pull it back. You have to find a way to either let it dissipate mm-hmm. or do a lot of things to make it dissipate faster. Cuz yeah. it's it's a big thing to have out there. So Unfortunately, in college, my friends, it was an ongoing joke for them, just continuous Damn. throughout college. I mean, I I ended up making friends with the people who accused me of this. Uh-huh. They became some of my best friends in college. So yeah. 
It all worked out, but it was an ongoing joke for a while. See, well, I mean, now do you like really call them friends though? Because I feel like that's a big thing to make kind of a candid thing. So it was very early on in freshman year. Uh-huh. No one knew each other really yet. Sure. So that's kind of where it came from. Uh-huh. And if you knew me, I would never have done this. Sure. Um, and so as they got to know me, like I was like, I didn't do this. Um, I still like you guys. So they, we ended up being friends for the next three years. No. Yeah. Okay. So ultimately, was it like a joke that you kind of gave the okay for? A joke that I gave the okay for? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, not that I loved people saying it, but it was fine. Okay. It wasn't It wasn't the worst joke my friends made. Ooh. <laughs> no. They. My friends in college. We made some. We made some bad jokes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair yeah. enough. That's fair enough. I did, I had a group of friends myself where we had a very harsh sense of humor with each other, and ironically, moving into my close knit group of friends for broadcasting, one of the things that we would always say, and that we said this as people who were planning to enter the entertainment world, yeah, and knew that we had to have tough skin. We would say things to each other like, we can't be delicate dandelions. Mm-hmm. But then I would let my form of humor from my other friend group come in every now and then, and it kind of rocked people a little yep. bit. Yep. So I'm like, I thought we were delicate dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I found out, okay, so, and I'm not going to name names, yeah. and I'm sure if she hears the episode, she knows exactly who I'm talking about. Um, I had a friend who um, got a great opportunity, and I was—I don't—I think I had just like come from my other group of friends, so I was kind of in their mode. Yeah, I hadn't shifted to my broadcast friends mode yet, and so I made a—I a, made a nod. Uh, she was super excited, and she was like, she she like spoke with this person and like got them to provide her this great opportunity, mm-hmm. and I uh, snobbly or just in that mindset said, well, not all of us are good at shit at, at kissing ass or like shit talking as you are. Oh wow, something like that. Yeah. And so nothing was said immediately in response to that, but I noticed over time that this person's countenance toward me got incrementally more negative, or at least incrementally less positive. Yeah. Until there was a point months down the road where I noticed it was undeniable. There was an issue here that I was completely oblivious about. Oh, no. And so I was like, okay, hey, so we were really, really, really good friends a few months ago. Yeah something's off here. I don't know what it is. Can you enlighten me on what happened? Mm -hmm. And they let me know it was this comment I made four months after before. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Maybe not have been the best taste retort on my part. Yep. But four months. Yeah. That's you couldn't just like, let and tell me. And that's one of my big pet peeves. Like I don't always know what I come across as an asshole. That's fair. And that's partially because I have so many different groups of friends who have different forms of humor. Yeah. And those don't always cross very well. Mm -hmm. So if I do, tell me immediately. Yeah. Because one thing I I like, and when I say be myself, I mean like I can shift myself to be who I need to be for for my friends. That's fair. I mean like around your family, you're a different person around certain groups of friends. uh, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So like if, if I do do that, Tell me, yeah. but please do not let it fester for months. Yeah, that's just And bad. then have this whole shebang lecture for me yeah. after the fact, because while I'll empathize with the initial issue, I'm not going to empathize with how blown out of proportion it's become. Yeah, just a big black cloud over your head kind of thing. Exactly. So it's like, just tell me, tell me right now. Yep. Like, it's not the best, it's not the best humor. I get it. Yeah. 
but I thought we weren't delicate dandelions. Yep. So, yep. And that's the irony because like you, we kept saying this to each other because we're trying to like thicken each other up for mm. this entertainment world, which is harsh as fuck. Yeah. Harsh as fuck the radio world is. And so for that to happen, I was like, mm, someone <laughs> was a little bit delicate that day mm. and it wasn't me, but okay. But yeah, been there before. No, not yeah. always, not always the best humor. With I would things. rather you be brutally honest to me and say something mean. Yeah. Then just not say what you're thinking. Sure. And, and I, I'll, and I'll, I may not like you for a little bit. Yeah. Cause you took a mirror and threw it in my face. Yeah. I, but I'll respect you for it after that for sure. I would, I would respect someone being mean and honest, um, as opposed to nice and untruthful. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> You, you like that? <laughs> them, them slime motherfuckers. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Uh, this is so fun. Uh, do you by chance watch the Dragon Prince on Netflix? I feel like I've seen it. It's a pretty good show. I will say. Okay. There's this one line this that this kid says on the show where it's like, um, "Sweet words are more dangerous than hidden daggers." Wow. I, I like was that. like, "Oh my god, that's, this, that's a fucking line." Yeah. But so I empathize with that statement very, very much. Fair enough. Uh, well, thank you, man, yeah. for again meeting up with me on a Sunday, of course, ten o'clock recording session for Casual Babble. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being here. You will definitely be on the show again. Keep me up to date on your movements. I will, so we know what to touch base on next time. Yeah, and y'all, I will put Logan's uh, social medias in the description below if you're on YouTube. So check them out afterward. 